Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor running things back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. And as always on Monday mornings around 8 o'clock, the coach, Jack Thigpen, joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Aaron. I'm doing good, Jake. How all right this morning? Good. Let me throw you a little bit of a curveball. And back-to-back weekends now, I've heard uh, Rod Stewart and then a KC and the Sunshine Band is there one act that you would like to see that you have not uh, witnessed that uh, would be on your bucket list? Oh my goodness! You know, I don't know. I really hadn't. Uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. To be perfectly honest with you, I do enjoy going to concerts and going to hear people sing. And uh, you know, I can remember back when uh, I saw Elvis Presley back in Las Vegas at one time. Wow. That was that was one of the highlights. Of course, back then when I was young and Elvis was the king, you know, that was. One of the one of the bucket list items, I guess I, I had, and and I saw that. So, you know, I guess pretty much I, I enjoy going to different ones. But as far as just that one person that I just really have to go see, I don't know that I have that particular one. Uh, now that I've marked off the Elvis Presley bucket list. All right, let's talk a little uh, hoops, and let's start with the Louisiana Tech. What we witnessed this uh, past weekend. It started on Thursday with a, a nice win, seventy-three to sixty. Some major dunks late in that game. Uh, what were your takeaways from that game on Thursday as uh, the Bulldogs got it done? I thought Tech played extremely well. You know, I, I really think UAB is one of the more talented teams in the conference. They have, they've got the makings of uh, what you would like to have in a good basketball team. Of course, Middle Tennessee does too. They came in. We'll talk about them in a minute. But you know, they've got some good inside play with Chris Coakley. He's one of the better inside players in the conference. They've got some good outside shooting. Uh, they got a little point guard that really handles the ball. They, they've got some good players, and I really thought Louisiana Tech came out Thursday night on top of their game. I thought they played extremely well. They had a lot of energy. Uh, they shot the ball well. They ended up the game making 11 three-pointers, which they really rely on that three-point shot a lot. And I, I thought they played extremely well and just handled UAB. I, I thought they took care of UAB from the very beginning, ended up winning by 13. And, uh, you know, they were up four at halftime, which well, that wasn't too bad, but – they pretty well were ahead from the very beginning of the game, and I thought it was a big victory for for Tech. And, of course, UAB hasn't played as well through this year as a lot of people have anticipated. They blew out Southern Miss on Saturday night, so when they get to rolling playing good, they're, they're pretty good. But I, I thought Louisiana Tech really played well Thursday night. On Thursday, uh, Darucci, of course, uh, continues to get it done, uh, 21 points. You watch this freshman. How good can he be? Well, he's ex- exceptional. He really is, and – He's got the makings of an outstanding just overall player. You know, he can go inside. He can really jump. Uh, uh, he's got real good hops. He blocked shots. He had three blocked shots in that game against UAB. And the thing about his blocks, you know, he doesn't go up in the air and just swat it out of bounds. He goes up above the shooter and 
and like a volleyball player, almost spikes it back on the floor. And there's a number of times where he's blocked shots and Tech's been able to recover the block and go to the other end. So it's not that he blocks it out of bounds and it's a turnover. He blocks it and Tech can recover the block. And then he, now he's working on his outside game and he's shooting the ball from the perimeter extremely well. He was four for seven from the three-point line in that game against UAB. So he's got the inside, the outside game, just a very – uh, wonderful athlete, and he's yeah, he's getting better all the time. Tech carries the momentum of that victory into Saturday. Had Middle Tennessee coming in, uh, the best team in the conference, of course, an RPI of around 26 entering that game. I know you were excited to see a squad that was a 21 and five and 13 and one in conference play entering Saturday's game. What was your takeaway after seeing Middle Tennessee up close and personal? Well, they're they're good, and you know we I saw them at Middle Tennessee, so we saw them this this time too, seen them twice, and they're just they're just good. There's no question about it. They are the best team in the conference in a lot of ways. You know they're very very talented. Uh, Nick King, who was a lived in grew up Memphis and was recruited by Memphis University of Memphis, played there for a few years, went to transfer to Alabama. Set out a year and then graduated, played at Alabama, graduated last year from Alabama. So he was a, a graduate transfer to Middle Tennessee this year. And he is about six seven, and he can play all over the floor. But there's no way to stop that guy. I said on the radio, the only guy that could stop him Friday night was their coach when he took him out of the game a couple of times. Wow. You know, he ended up with 25 points and 10 rebounds, and he's just magnificent. And then they have another big kid around the basket in Brandon Walters, about 6'10". And Giddy Potts is their little guard that is as good as guard as there is in the conference. Just real strong. And the thing about Middle Tennessee is they don't just have talent. They play hard. They play as hard as anybody. They really guard you on defense. They change their defenses up a lot. They really pressure you in man-to-man defense. They trap you when they play zones. They're very disciplined offensively. They don't take a lot of bad shots. They, they really look for the high-percentage shot. And they're just they're just outstanding team. I, I would put them up against just about anybody in the country that I've seen. Of course, I, I don't know how. Been, and, you know, if you look at the last two years, they've been in the NCAA tournament. They beat Minnesota one year, beat Michigan State in the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. So they're, they're awful good. I thought Tech played extremely well. I just think UB, uh, Middle Tennessee was just better, and Tech just couldn't do anything with them. Saturday night. Yeah, and this, you know, no secret to their success against Louisiana Tech. Anytime you can get 18 offensive rebounds, make 12 three-pointers, only miss one free throw all night uh, yep. in 22 attempts, I mean, you're going to win a majority of your games. Yeah, that's right. And you, you did mention about the rebound, and they go to the boards as well as anybody, and they go to the offensive glass. So, well, you know, nowadays, teams run the ball so fast, and it seems like teams are so conscious of that. When somebody shoots the ball, everybody heads back to the other end on defense to try to stop the other team's fast break. But Middle Tennessee sends about three people to the offensive boards, and they really crashed the boards. They had 18 offensive boards the other night. They had 19 points on second chance. And several times they got, you know, two or three different chances to score on one possession. They shoot and miss and get the offensive rebound, shoot and miss, get the offensive rebound. You get a team like that that really crashes the boards and gets several opportunities on one trip down the floor, they're, they're good. And, you know, like you say, free throws, good gracious, 21 out of 22. They were shooting a pretty good percentage coming in, but you can't shoot any better than that hardly. They were 95%. So you're right. And every time Tech would make a little run and they would get to the free throw line, they weren't missing the free throws, and they'd knock down good shots. And, again, I think a lot of that's just patience and the way they way they play the game. They, they're just so in tune to it. They're so focused. I, I've seen them play 
several times over the last few years, and it doesn't seem like they ever have a bad game. It seems like they they play as hard as they can play every time out, and they just play with a lot of intensity and a lot of focus. All right, Jack Thigpen, you mentioned Middle Tennessee's success in the big dance, and everybody thinks of Conference USA as still a one-bid league. You look at Middle Tennessee right now, 22-5, and 14-1. I mentioned their RPI is somewhere in the 20s. So they continue to roll along during the regular season, but then uh, falter in the postseason tournament. Think they should still get in, an invitation into the dance? Well, do I think they should? Yes. Now, whether they will, I don't know. That remains to be seen. You know, I have a little problem sometime with this election committee uh, snubbing a lot of middle, uh, uh, mid-major teams. And yes, I think Middle Tennessee definitely deserves to be in the in, in there. You know, they beat up they beat Ole Miss by 19. That argument Ole Miss is not having a great team. They, a great year. They beat Vanderbilt. USC beat them like two points at USC. Uh, University of Miami, I think, beat them like four or five points at University of Miami. So, you know, they have played with the big boys this year, the opportunities they've had, and I th- I certainly think they deserve a chance to go. And I really think Old Dominion deserves a chance to go. You know, we're talking about Middle Tennessee, but Old Dominion, they're 12-2 and two in conference. They're 21-5 and five in, in overall, same, almost the same record as Middle Tennessee. Uh, and and in Western Kentucky, you look at them; they're twenty and seven, twelve and two. So, you know, it really, I I think all three of those teams probably deserve to get a bid in the NCAA tournament. Now, you know, hopefully we can get a couple of them in. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, you look at the uh, Duncan Dogs; uh, three regular season games remaining, sitting at sixteen and twelve overall, seven and eight in conference play. Just one road win on the year. What are you hoping to see from them in the final three games of the regular season? Well, it would be nice to win all three of these games. These are all winnable games. Uh, go to San Antonio, which San Antonio slipped up and beat Tech at Tech earlier in the year. And San Antonio has turned out to have a pretty good team. You know, they're 8-6 and six in conference. They're 15-12 overall. And, but they've got a good team, and they're good at home. But, uh, you know, I think Tech will have a little revenge factor in their mind when they go to San Antonio. So hopefully they can win that game. Then they go down to UTEP, which is they've only won three conference games. They've been struggling all year, and hopefully if Tech doesn't mess up somewhere and flub up, they can win that ball game. And then they finish the year out at Southern Miss. And Southern Miss, of course, is a big rivalry with Tech, and, and they're going to be right close to Tech in the standings. It'll be a big game. It could very well uh, make a difference in the standings uh, as far as the conference is concerned and the seeding in the conference tournament. So, you know, I think they'll be ready to play that one. So I, I would hope they could win all three of them. Now, like you say, they've only won one conference game on the road, or one really only one game on the road on a true road game. They've won some neutral site games. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. But I, I would hope that they could win all three of them, and I think they have an opportunity to win all three of them, a chance to win them if they'll get ready to play. Uh, Jack, I know with your uh, radio obligations with Louisiana Tech, you haven't had a chance to go to many uh, ULM games. What, what do you make of the Warhawks and Keith Richard, a guy you know very well, the fact that they have won six of the last seven? Well, I'm real proud of that. I really am, and I hope the fans will get out and watch them play. I really don't know how many more games they've got to play at home. But, yeah, I did get a chance to see them a couple of times. I saw them play uh, ULL a couple of weeks ago, and they really played those guys good for the first half. But Lafayette kind of beat them the second half pretty good. But, you know, I'm real proud of their team and and Coach Richard and what they've done over there. And they've got a good team. You know, I I never did think they were a bad team. I thought they were a good team. They could just – you know, start shooting the ball a little bit better and start putting things together, and evidently they have. And I just hope they'll continue to finish this season strong. They're on the road this week, and then uh, next week uh, they'll return home for uh, Little Rock and Arkansas State to close out the season at Fant Ewing. You got a blast from the past this morning, Jack? Well, you know, I've got a couple of things here. I don't know how much time we've got, but 
Louisiana Tech played Charlotte, University of Charlotte, a couple of weeks ago, and every time they play Charlotte, which they were, back in the day they were UNCC, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, which they still, that's their official name, but they go by Charlotte. But I think of one of the, my favorite all-time players, and a lot of what because he played, and also because of his nickname. Some of you guys may remember, he was drafted, he played at University of North Carolina Charlotte, had, they had a great team that year, kind of came out of nowhere in the NCAA tournament and won several ball games. Their best player was Cedric Cornbread Maxwell. And he went on and was drafted and played in the NBA, played for the Boston Celtics, and was the N- NBA most valuable player in 1981. And I just love that name, Cornbread Maxwell. And I got to thinking about some players around here that had nicknames that, they, that people know them by, and not only maybe not here, but, but nationally. And I thought about a couple of these guys. One of them, that came right after Cornbread Maxwell was a guy from Bastrop that went down to Southern and played Bob Butterbean Love. And Butterbean Love was a great player at Southern. Then he was drafted in the NBA, and he played for the Chicago Bulls from about 68 to 73. They said they nicknamed him Butterbean because when he was a kid, that this he loved to eat butter beans, and they just always wanted to eat butter beans. But after Cornbread Maxwell left the NBA, Butterbean came in right behind him. And then, and then my old buddy, Dave Nitz, people call him in, in Louisiana Tech Freeway. If you go to Louisiana Tech and you say you want to talk to Freeway, they know exactly who you're talking about. Dave Freeway Nitz. And, of course, he's been broadcast for Tech for years. And back in the 80s and in, I mean, the early 90s, he was broadcasting the girls' games and the boys' games. And he, they would play in different places on different nights, and he would drive from one place to the other. He would be, he may be in Dallas, Texas, with a girls' game on a Thursday night, and be in Little Rock for a boys' game on Friday night, and to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, on Saturday night. He'd be driving all over the place. And Leon Balmore said, uh, nicknamed him Freeway. And if you go to Tech now, it's, it's Freeway Dave, and, that, and that's kind of a nickname that stuck. Of course, everybody knows about Carl Malone. They call him the Mailman. I don't know if people know how that name got. Got uh, he came up with that name, but everybody knows him all over the country as the mail man. Teddy Allen, who I know you know and works at Tech now and does a great job of the sports writing, he was a student assistant at Louisiana Tech at the time that Carl Malone was playing over there. And Carl was, they were trying to get some national publicity for Carl at that time. Of course, games were not on television like they are now. People didn't really know about Louisiana Tech nationally uh, that, that early on. And so they kept trying to think of a nickname, and somebody said, well, you know, Carl delivers pretty much every time we play. And then Teddy Allen said, delivers? Yeah, just like the mail, just like a mailman. So they end up nicknaming him Carl Mailman Malone. And soon after that, Carl dunked a basketball in practice, and the backboard shattered. And little pieces of the backboard went all over. They had got breakaway rims now, so backboards don't shatter. But back to those days, they didn't have those breakaway rims. You grab a rim and jerk it something hard. Sometimes it would shatter the backboard. Carl did that. They got little pieces of the backboard, put them in an envelope, and wrote a, a, a law that Carl Malone statistics and sent that all over the country to the television stations and, and the news media and so forth everywhere. And they put the point in there, special delivery from Carl the Mailman Malone and then soon after that, at the end of the year, they got to play in the NCAA tournament, and they went on television, and nobody really knew about Louisiana Tech much or Carl. And uh, so when they started talking about Carl, Teddy Allen and those told the TV announcers that his name was the mailman. 
And so the TV people started calling him that, and from then on he became the mailman. Of course, had a great NBA career. Uh, I don't know how much time we've got. A couple more real quick. Uh, Mike McConaughey, who's a coach down at Northwestern, when he was a little kid, Andy Griffith's show was on TV and had a character named Opie on that show. And Mike McConaughey uh, looked like Opie when he was a kid. Still, it resembles him now if you look at him. And so they nicknamed him Opie. And he was Opie from, from all the time. When he was playing at Louisiana Tech and, and uh, had, of course, a great career now as a coach, uh, Mike Opie McConaughey. Uh, and then I'll, I'll go maybe one more, and I'll see how much time you got. But Robert, the Chief Parrish, Robert Parrish, who played for sitting there and played at, uh, at Boston Celtics in the NBA a long time, they nicknamed him the Chief. Uh, they said he looked at he was after a, a character in the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He was a Chief Broden in that movie, and everybody said he looked like Robert Parrish, so they called him the Chief, and that stuck. That that name t- uh, stuck. And so if you go to Boston or the NBA and you talk about the Chief, everybody knows you talk about Robert the Chief Parish. But I thought it was kind of interesting to talk about people's nicknames and how they got them. And these nicknames, people are known by their nicknames uh, a lot. They don't seem to be as much now, but back in the day, a lot of people had nicknames. I heard a story from over the weekend uh, when uh, Louisiana Tech was going over to play Centenary in that gym. And I think they sold 5,000 tickets for it, but the, the Gold Dome, I guess, at the time could only seat about 3,000, and a bunch of Tech fans uh, couldn't get in for that matchup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was some big crowds, and Centenary was, was good. I mean, when Robert was there, they were one of the top teams in the country. They were ranked in the country. Now, they got in some recruiting mm-hmm. violations, and they were ineligible to go to the NCAA tournament, and Robert Parrish was one of the reasons they were on recruiting violations, and and he could have left and gone to someplace else big, but he decided to stay there. Of course, he's from Shreveport, played at Woodlong High School in Shreveport, so he decided he wanted to stay at home and stayed there sitting there. And they recruited some other guys around him, too, uh, that were good players, and they were they were good. And you're right, I, I can remember the days when that Gold Dome was, was sold out and you, you couldn't get in. You had to be there early to, to get a seat to watch sitting there play with the Chief. And, of course, Tech was good, and they, they had, some, had some matchups. They sure did. Good stuff, Jack, and I'm sure uh, Teddy Allen's still getting uh, royalties for that mailman line. <laughs> well, he would like to. I'm sure if he could, he would. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. We'll see you soon. All right, great. Thanks, Aaron. The coach, Jack Thigpen, for uh, his weekly visit. Good stories there. Yeah, good stuff. I, I didn't realize the uh, the whole story behind him, Carl Malone being named the mailman. Very cool. And it ain't 993-7762, the morning drive. Back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. 
Six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzards, wildfires. When a natural disaster strikes, the Army National Guard's citizen soldiers are on the ground at a moment's notice. Whether saving lives, protecting property, or restoring hope, they're driven by something greater, a calling to serve their community. If you feel called to step up, stand out, and serve others, visit NationalGuard.com. Learn about the benefits of part-time guard service, like earning a paycheck, gaining career skills, and help with college tuition. Are you driven by something greater? Check out the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. We discussed a lot of things from this past uh, weekend. There has been a little bit of a headway in terms of the TV coverage or what the NFL is going to do next year. Must be nice to be a Peyton Manning. He's got a lot of different options out there right now, Jake. Yeah, so apparently Fox and ESPN want him in the booth, hmm. which it sounds like a no-brainer to me. I mean, after seeing what Tony Romo did last year in the booth, kind of predicting the plays and, and letting you know what's about to happen, who better could do that than Peyton Manning? Hmm. I mean, he would be fantastic at that. Not only would he be great at that? But he, as you've seen in his commercials, the Saturday Night Live stuff he's done, he's got so much charisma that I think he would just be tremendous at that job. Uh, so it, this doesn't surprise me. This is kind of something I've been waiting to see happen. And now that ESPN has lost John Gruden uh, to the Oakland Raiders, they're looking to fill that Monday night football role. And who better to fill that than Peyton Manning? Mm. And so I think there, there are some reports out there that, they're willing to, you know, kind of back up the truck for them, right. for, for Peyton Manning. They're, they're willing to pay him handsomely to become the next uh, color commentator on Monday Night Football. But now, I thought ultimately he wanted to, you know, get in with a franchise and be right. like a general manager type and be like an Elway kind of guy. Yeah, but when you get tossed a lot of money like this, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to make him sit down and, and listen. And Fox apparently wants in on the Peyton Manning game, too. Uh, as they've shown a lot of interest, and they're look, you know, they just got the rights to Thursday night football, so yeah. they need somebody to come in, <clears throat> put a face with that Thursday night football brand to, to get you to to really tune in. And I think you know, Peyton Manning is a, is a great person to do that. The commercials, I mean, all that scripted, and you know yeah. how many times, but how he handles Saturday Night Live and situations like that, I mean, that should give you kind of a glimpse of how well he would do in the booth. We were Some of us were skeptical what Tony Romo would do. Because we've and never course, really seen him yeah, in that and light. He had, of course, hit it out of the ballpark. He hit it out of the ballpark. And so week in and week out, Jake was just drooling about how well Tony Romo did. I think did. you were more so drooling than I was, quite honestly. And I actually came down hard on him in the AFC Championship game. You were defending him, yeah. if you'll recall. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think Peyton Manning – because of what we've seen from him and because we know how, how much of a student of the game he is and how much film he, he loves to uh, to watch and study, it, it's a it's a home run, man. He would he would kill that job. It seems weird that ESPN would have to make a splashy hire, but they need when you think you're losing a guy and a personality like Gruden. It's still hard to believe the money that uh, Gruden was pulling in from ESPN 
uh, multiple reports that he was the highest paid yeah. guy at ESPN for what he did at six and a half mil per year. And of course, uh, that's chump change compared to what he's now <laughs> making with the Raiders at ten million, million for yeah. you know ten million for a ten years, a hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, uh, you're right, but. Uh, they were getting I, a little bit more bang for their buck at ESPN if you look at the other stuff he did. Yeah, the Gruden quarterback camp and just the other segments that he had. So I, I guess mean, that justifies the $6.5 million a year. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he did a great job. I mean, Gruden was a great – and, listen, you know how I feel about Sean McDonough. Yeah. I thought he had to really carry it once Tariq oh. I'm just saying. I mean, McDonough, I know the job's difficult, but he is so vanilla. Yeah. It, it's – it's rough, man. It, it gets boring. And plus, Monday Night Football. Nobody's more vanilla than Nance, though. I don't know. I'd rather have Nance than, than uh, Sean McDonough, dude. I was watching a PGA Tour this weekend. I just kept thinking about Nance's life. How, how sweet must it be? He's going to the nicest golf courses, oh, some yeah. of the nicest Masters. places in the, in the world, week in and week out. It's not the Masters. Every single weekend, he's uh, getting pampered at a country club somewhere. It must be nice to be Nance. Yeah. That's why he's better than McDonough. <laughs> You're just proving my point. I got another little thing here about the NBA. Um, so apparently, and this is this is a legit quote, an actual quote from um, Adam Silver, says, "So it looks like, so it sounds like we're gonna have the NBA draft televised, uh, the the All Star draft televised next year." Which what about the egos of the players? <laughs> right, we're right. not worried about it. Well, now? I mean, here's a quote from. Let me pull this up. Here's a quote from DeMar DeRozan, who is was obviously one of the, the big all-stars in the game. He says, listen, televise it. Give the people what they want to see. I think everybody wants to see it. At the end of the day, every single person that gets picked, you are an all-star. So it doesn't matter where you really go. So I think televise it. And that's that should be the – you know that's that's how most players should feel about this. I mean, it doesn't matter because we got leaked, and I, and I forget who it was now, but it got leaked who the last two picks were anyway. I mean, you know, this stuff's going to come out, so why not capitalize on it? Televise it. You'll get some good ratings. You'll then get in, get more interest in the actual game because I think if I would have watched uh, LeBron and stuff actually pick teams, I think I would have been more inclined to watch it yesterday. I had the opportunity to watch it. I was at home, but I was like, eh. I've kind of seen how these all-star games go. I didn't get to see how they picked the teams. So I just I just don't care. I have no no interest. So you I still I take the NBA all-star game over the Pro Bowl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I just – there's nothing there's nothing even flashy about the Pro Bowl, man. I, just no defense. You know how I am about football without defense. It's just not – But you don't mind uh, basketball without defense. Well, listen – that's what I'm saying here is apparently yesterday, and I didn't watch it, but reading about it, there was defense. Yeah. Defense was played. As much defense as there can be in a 148 to 145 <laughs> game. <laughs> True. After all, these are still the best players in the world. So. Yeah, there you go. 888-993-7762, the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, Nick White joins us for his weekly visit. The voice of the Warhawks. Just coming off a couple big wins for ULM basketball and baseball. That conversation coming up after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. 
We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. New Year, New You. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked, and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials, chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter out for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. Peace of mind goes a long way when you have the number one rated gun safe, a Liberty gun safe from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. We now have over 100 gun safes in stock in 20 different models that range from 12 to 64 gun capacity. They're all fireproof, USA made, and have a lifetime warranty. And prices start at just $3.99. 12 months, same as cash financing, and delivery is available. For when the unexpected happens, McKinney's has you covered with a Liberty gun safe. Your outdoor superstore, Ruston. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Warhawks can essentially play for the final shot. About a half second difference between the game and the shot clock. Coach Richard is going to let him play it through. 64-62 Eagles. Money dripping. Starts up a dribble with the right hand. 15 seconds left on the shot clock. And the for three. Yes! Sam McDaniel for three. 11.3 seconds to go. Warhawks lead by one. Georgia Southern in the front court. Tukey Brown looks to drive. Jump stop. Kicks it over left side. Smith for three. It is no good. Rebound McDaniel. And the Warhawks are going to win. The Warhawks are going to win in overtime. Good morning. Welcome back to the morning drive. It's been a remarkable run from the ULM Warhawks. That was uh, last week as they were on the road. How would they follow up that performance? Well, they come back to home and they win two straight in the friendly confines of Fan Ewing, they have now won six of their last seven games. The voice of the Warhawks, you just heard from him. Nick White joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, bud? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, been quite a um, quite a span there. Over, I was thinking about it, I guess, uh, Saturday after uh, getting done with the games uh, this past Saturday. Uh, what, two overtime? Get, got, got the chance to call two overtime wins. Last week on the road, nice win uh, Thursday, uh, and then you know <laughs> how many times in your in your career you know you don't you don't call a whole lot of baseball uh, double headers, um, so that's a rarity in itself. And, and then in that span, you have not one but two walk off wins in the same night, and then you know chance to call another another W on, on Saturday. So. Uh, it's been quite quite a run, and uh, I certainly hope it continues. Well, let's start with the basketball team. Uh, you look at this run that they've been on now, eleven and three at home. Uh, you look back and you try to put your finger on what has caused or what it created this big turnaround for this program. 
what what do you say? Well, I mean, what what have they been doing right out of six of the last seven games? Well, I think there's a number of factors, and, and I've been asked about it a lot. And I, I think number one, for the second straight year, uh, this team had to start off league play with five of their first seven on the road, and Last year, they were unable to recover from it. Uh, this year, they had the, the senior and, and the upperclassmen, you know, leadership to, to, to kind of not, not – I don't want to say, you know, that, that team did not quit last year, but to mm. maybe not get so down on themselves to understand that, you know, all is doom, doom and gloom and let's, you know, pack it up and, and go to the house. Um, so it, it would have been easy for, for them to do that after they started, you know, one and six. Uh, inside the conference, and so um, you know, the coaching staff did not quit. Uh, the team did not quit. They they just put their nose back to the hometown. They looked at the schedule. Okay, five of the first seven on the road, but guess what? It, it flips in your favor now. Five of the next seven are at home, and um, you know, no coincidence there. You, you look at, at what they've done during that span. They've won six of their last seven. Uh, they took advantage of that and, and, and then went and won two games on the road during that span as well and um, just needed some confidence to get back. And, and, and they did. They got it. And um, and they're, they're just rolling right now, guys. Uh, you know, you can see the confidence uh, beaming for this team uh, whenever they, they walk out on the floor. Uh, they feel like they can be one of the better teams inside the Sunbelt Conference. And, uh, they can go and, and knock off anybody, which I think uh, they proved that uh, by doing what they did in the state of Georgia and then coming back and validating it by beating uh, the Texas schools who are also quite talented and very good. So uh, we'll see. The challenge now, uh, hit the road again, and, uh, you know, you're, you're facing the two teams that are tied with fourth. Uh, now, a tied for fourth place now uh, inside the conference, and uh, that's where you want to be. Top four uh, will get a bye gives you a significant advantage uh, going into that thing in New Orleans here in a couple of weeks. We thought the win against uh, Texas Arlington was big on Thursday. They followed that up with uh, the win against uh, the Bobcats on Saturday. In fact, Keith Richard said it may have been one of their most impressive wins with all the factors, uh, considering all the factors. Yeah, I mean, you've got to understand, uh, you know, Texas State, uh, they haven't, either way, they're, they're now 7-8 um, and eight in the league, but and, and they started off, good things kind of going their way um, and we're pretty high up there in the league but you know aside from I think the ULL game where they played in San Marcos every other all of the other 14 uh, league games wins or losses were decided by 10 points or less um, they're, they're um, a tough team to play they play you know hard-nosed defense that's kind of the trademark of Danny Casper and um, and so that, that was a very good win because they played a lot of minutes on, on Thursday. We had four guys that played, I believe, 40 minutes uh, there on uh, – or three guys that played 40 minutes on, on Thursday night. And so you got to come back. And it's kind of like in football, too, you know. Uh, you know, they never talk about the offensive guys getting tired on a long drive or whenever you're running the football. It's always who the defensive guys. Well, it's the same thing with basketball. Um, whenever you put that energy and, and, and it throws all that – on the defensive side, you know, it takes more out of you than, than what you're doing on offense. But, um, you know, credit to them. Uh, they're in great shape. He's shortened the bench. He's going with his guys. And, uh, you know what, uh, they're winning right now. And, and now, um, you know, try to go and see if he can pull it off again. I mean, you, you win these next two, it's going to be awfully tough, as I mentioned. 
good position then to, to have a top four seed. You would have the tiebreakers over Georgia Southern. Uh, you would have the tiebreakers over Troy and South Alabama uh, moving forward. So uh, you'd be in pretty good shape coming back at home. But uh, that, they're not worried about that. They're going to worry about uh, trying to beat a very good uh, South Alabama team uh, coming up on Thursday night down in Mobile. Uh, this is probably be a question I'll ask Coach Richard later this week for his uh, weekly visit. We get a text here about depth is the biggest issue, according to this one. A texter uh, needs to be able to play more than two players off the bench. Is there concern about this team wearing down down the stretch with uh, them only playing uh, six to seven players? Um, I, I think I think people make too much of that. Honestly, Aaron. I mean. Um, there's a lot of teams that, that will go in there and, and, and shorten that thing down and, and play their guys. Um, I mean, you know, do, do, do you want to play with the seven best guys that's going to give you the chance to win and, and ride with those guys, or do you want to sub some guys out that makes you more deficient out there on the court and, and puts you at a, at a, a weaker point of, of winning and losing games? So um, I heard this a couple of years ago, and everybody went and won 20 games. You know, won 24 games. Good, it's great. What, what do you want? I mean, I want to win. So I think Coach Richard wants to win. So uh, at some point in time, you have to just sit there and say, uh, these, these are these are young guys. These are 20 to 22-year-old athletes that are in the, the peak shape of their life. Um, and, yeah, it, it's tough to go out there and play a little basketball, but um, I don't see Travis Mooney's complaining about it. And, Aaron, uh, did you see any deficiencies in his game? Uh, coming off of playing 90 minutes last week on the road, I didn't. He no. should be player of the week this week. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see any deficiencies in Michael Erdl's game uh, this weekend. I didn't see any deficiencies in Marvin Jean Pierre's game or, or, you know, Jordan Harris or, or Sam McDaniel. He had an off night, but that's going to happen sometimes. Suki Brown had an off night last week. So I really think that people make too much of that, uh, honestly. Um, you see it all the time in college basketball. I've seen it in this league. I've seen teams that, that go down to a seven- or eight-man rotation. And if it's working for you, why question it? So um, long answer to that. I've heard that a lot. And uh, I think it's much ado about nothing. Finally, about ULM Hoops. They go on the road this week. They'll return. To, uh, they go on the road this week. They'll return back to Fannie Wing next week. I've said it to anybody who listen to me. This is a fun team to watch, and they certainly need to go out there and support these guys just because of, you know, ULM and the entertainment value they're getting out of it. Uh, anybody that asks you, what can you tell them about the Warhawks and the support that they need? Well, here, here's one stat for you that, that this is this right here should tell you how much fun it is to watch. They don't, and, and i got to check the numbers again, but I saw this while we were on the road in Georgia. They, uh, they were, at one point, the number one team in the country in fast-break efficiency. Mm. You know, think about that. 351 teams in the league, and they were number one in that category. Um, and I'm sure, you know, that didn't change because they were often in the fast-break. What does that mean? Well, that transitions into exciting basketball. And, and once again, I want to ask you, Aaron, yeah, I'll turn it around on you. How much fun was it to watch that team go out there and do what they did on Thursday? I mean, they're up and down awesome. the court, just flying around. Um, so take that little stat with you. Think about that. You want to see fun, exciting, hard-nosed, great defensive basketball that's going to turn into some transition buckets and some high-flying dunks and all the good, and, and three-pointers in transition and all those things like that. 
Um, I suggest next weekend you make plans on March 1st and March 3rd uh, to be in Fant Ewing Coliseum and go and watch this team play. There's no excuses. I mean, if if they go and pull this thing off on the road, um, you know, shame on shame on North Louisiana and, and Monroe if they don't come out and support these guys because uh, we hear it all the time. Uh, you know, we'll be out there whenever we win, whenever we win, whenever we win. We'll win some games, guys. So, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll show up. If not, Guess what? These guys are going to play hard. Whoever's there, it doesn't matter if it's just me and Aaron Dietrich and, and, and Coach Richard out there. They're going to play hard no matter who's out there. But uh, these guys deserve to have a significant home court advantage when they come back next week. All right, and then uh, we were certainly looking forward to the start of the Michael Federico era, and what a way for it to start on Friday in a doubleheader and two walk-off uh, victories for the Warhawks. Quite frankly, these are games that last year's squad had won a grand total of 12 games would have lost. Can you put into perspective what that scene was like from to start with a walk-off and then to follow it up later that night with another? It was pretty pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, that, that was a long, cold night uh, out there at Warhawk Field. And, um, yeah, you, you said it. And, and, and I, I want to I mention this as well. They almost pulled it off again yesterday. Oh. They almost did it again. They were down 6-1 going into the bottom of the ninth inning. And they scratched across uh, four runs with the tying run at third base, and you know they they couldn't couldn't get the timely hit whenever they they needed it in that ball game. But um, it was fun, and and uh, you know sitting with Coach Bev and, and just visiting with him, one he's he's genuine. He really believes that he can you know the components are there to to build this into a, a Sun Belt Conference contending team and. A national contender, and, and that is, you know, whenever you look at realistically, college baseball is the one sport where you know you can realistically uh, go and win a national championship. Whenever you, you really just kind of look at all the elements that are out there, and that's that's been proven: Fresno State, Coastal Carolina, other you know, quote smaller schools, non-power five schools that have gone and, and done it in, in the sport of baseball. And um, it's not going to happen this year, and. Um, they're still going to have their struggles this year. But um, you can just feel a different vibe whenever you, know, you talk with him, you talk with these guys, you talk with this team. This team. And I want to tell you, those, those returners, um, they, they got a little chip on their shoulder. Um, mm. You know, I, I think that they, they, they feel like that they, you know, were misrepresented and, and, and talked in a, a negative way. And um, they want to go and prove that they're, they're not um, – as bad as maybe they were portrayed, and so um, there's, there's a little extra uh, oomph to those those, uh, those those returners that are out there as well. They want to go and prove they're better than what was said about them, and um, then you got a lot of new faces in there as well that they're going to beat their tails off, and uh, you know make it hopefully a, a special uh, time to be back out there at Warhawk Field. But that was, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, um, you know very rarely. You know, walk-off wins are, are rare to call, you know, you, one, you have to be at home, so you only get half the opportunities there. But to have two in one night, uh, the way that it happened, uh, was unbelievable and truly special. And uh, what a great night uh, for Coach Bear, what a great night for that team. And now, um, after one weekend, battling the weather, doing the elements, putting the work in to get those games in, hopefully they'll have good weather for Northwestern State and then uh, battle the weatherman this weekend whenever Northern Kentucky comes into Warhawk Field. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Uh, get, uh, what, five more games, Northwestern State tomorrow, then uh, Northern Kentucky uh, this weekend. 
Any scouting report on either of those programs? Uh, no. <laughs> I still uh, really. What's that? Uh, I know it's still early. And, uh, we certainly, hopefully, uh, some good weather to see the Demons and the Warhawks tomorrow out at Warhawk Field. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm put on my meteor, meteorologist hat on for a second. It looks like it um, should be pretty good weather. And uh, hopefully, you know, folks will, you know, be a part of the buzz that was out there with this team and uh, come out there and uh, go catch a little baseball tomorrow. It's going to be a midweek game. Chase Bills, I understand, is going to get the start, but he's going to be on a limited pitch count, and uh, he's coming back from injury. So it'll be a little, little Johnny Hole staff out there. But, um, hey, you know, it's going to be good baseball and uh, get ready to get excited for, for time to get back out to the diamond. Appreciate it, Nick. All right, guys. Have a good one. You bet. Nick White, voice of the Warhawks, joining us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Warhawks on uh, the basketball court have won six of the last seven. Talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, Grambling, and what that basketball program continues to do. And we're going to get head coach uh, Dante Jackson on the show uh, very soon. They've won 11 straight, an historic run for them. The most uh, wins ever consecutively by that program. We just put that in perspective. We just saw this tweet. Uh, from 2012 to 2014, Grambling lost 46 straight Division One games hmm. and went eight and 103 against Division One competition over a four-year span. Wow! Yeah, to win 11 straight to see what they've done now yeah. today. Yeah, it's incredible. Good. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our party chat. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. 
Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for the area. Look for mostly cloudy skies with warmer temperatures today in a high of 78 degrees. Mostly cloudy skies, not quite as cool tonight, a low 63. Mostly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of rain on tomorrow in a high of 81 degrees. Local sports talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show, man. It's flown by on this Monday morning. It really has. That leads us to our parting shots. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Minnesota! Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packing in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back! Oh, no! Oh, no. my God! Oh, my gosh, no! I have lost my voice in excitement! I'm sick. I want to throw up. Heard that parting shot there in that first call. That was a hockey uh, announcer, college ranks, I believe. We should have remembered that one for our top ten worst calls segment last week. Yeah, it would have came in handy last week. What do we got for uh, top ten Thursday this week? Do we got any ideas yet? Uh, we need ideas. We need ideas. 993-7760. Maybe something with baseball. Baseball starting up. Or take the positive turn, like uh, top ten best announcers or – I also was thinking uh, last night, for some reason, the wife is getting into Big Brother now. Oh, like the top TV. 10 worst shows on the air that get hyped up and people actually watch. I mean, the thing so is, we're just like abandoning sports at this <laughs> well, point. No, no, that, I just came across. I mean, that show, is, how is that still on the air after all these years? And it's literally three or four times a week, and I know it's cheap Dude, to produce. I got a buddy. I got a buddy of mine that he actually worked with him. He is obsessed with that show. Oh. So obsessed that they do like this 24-hour um, – you can like watch it 24 hours. Yeah. Like they, they have constant – I don't know if you go online or yeah. what, but he would watch that. Like he was that obsessed. I was like, dude, oh, this is oh. – and I watched it with him one time. Awful show. Awful. <laughs> so I, I pity you uh, having to watch that. And now they got these these celebrities slash celebrities are like yeah, cd like list meta world peace yeah. and uh but they they won't keep them in there thankfully for just four weeks so i think the show's actually Chuck Liddell's on there yeah 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 i think he got booted off early i didn't yeah. see him last night i yeah. was on it for like a minute and a half i was like man there's certainly got to be something better on than this you would there's got to be some curly you could watch the all-star game <laughs> instead of that man watch some fights or something yeah anyway we got to come up with some ideas for thursday yeah we do yeah but we won't abandon sports though. Okay. I'll say that for the summer. Right. Uh, we're going to really be going toward, uh, like, yeah, top ten sports movies. I'm, I'm ready for that, but yeah. we gotta we got to save that for the summer. Okay. What's um, you guys' party shot? Uh, I got a little movie review. Oh, you're talking about abandoning sports. <laughs> well, uh, and but, then you follow it up with a movie review. Okay. Well, like, this is the first time we've done that. I mean, how many times have we had party shots where we talked about movies? Okay. Okay. So, I guess, usually when you give a movie review, you're just like. Yeah. Yay or nay. Save your money. Well, Fork over some cash. Yeah, okay. So, yay, go see Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, I'll give a little bit. Without, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say that um, like, I thought that the negative of it was the action wasn't as good as some of the other Marvel movies. Like, I hate when you can tell it's like CGI and it looks like you're watching a video game. Huh. There's a little bit of that at the end. I don't, I don't like that. But that said, I thought it was the strongest story of a Marvel film with the best villain. Michael B. Jordan is the man. Like, that's the... 
he was so good that he kind of took away from Black Panther. Mm. Like he he was the villain in this movie, and man, awesome performance. And uh, I really go see this movie. I don't want to spoil anything. It's 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 incredible, and uh, it, it's also got me kind of hyped for for Creed two. Uh, that's going to be coming out, I believe, later this year, um, because he's, of course, is Creed, and apparently they're doing uh, uh, Ivan Drago, the the villain in Rocky Four. He's going to end up boxing his son, mm. as you recall, Ivan Drago uh, killed his father. So I'm just excited. I'm I'm all aboard the Michael B. Jordan hype train. He mm. is amazing. Hmm. And it's always a different aspect when you're in a movie theater that's packed. How was oh, the crowd? Fun, man. It was fun. It Were was they getting jacked up? Yeah, I had this guy that like jigged throughout the movie. <laughs> he was into some Black Panther. Just as long as he's not next to you and you're you're battling him for the armrest. No, 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 it wasn't that. And it wasn't um it wasn't too distract like it really did enhance my <laughs> my experience. Like I loved it because the soundtrack to this flick was awesome. Yeah. Uh they had some really the score was great and they had like uh, a lot of Kendrick Lamar mixed in there. And any time they, they played that, like, he would just be getting it. It was so fun, man. It was so fun. So you were getting in the movie theater, and I'm watching uh, people at KC and the Sunshine Band in that crowd. An older crowd probably at that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I had fun watching people watch at that because, I mean, maybe they'd been uh, had a few adult beverages beforehand, and this was their big <laughs> night out for the year. Yeah, this was – I can imagine what type of crowd was out there for Casey and the Sunshine. And, you know, I caught myself, and i got to quit doing this, and the wife points it out. I was being overcritical of the performer. Casey. You are just a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Negative Nancy. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. It was just, But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know how cool this Did is. Did you – okay, hold on. Was it your idea to go or was it her idea? Uh, both. Yeah. Okay, so if you're going to go see it, you yeah. know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. And it was fantastic, by the way. So, and how cool is that just to be, you know, still out there doing what you want to do and, of course, still have a fan base and a crowd that wants to see you perform? Heck, this was sold out and it had been sold out for quite some time. Where was it at? At Margaritaville. Oh, okay. Cool. So not the biggest venue of all time, right. but it wasn't like they're playing at the county fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's next weekend. Yes. So who can I go see uh, next weekend? <laughs> who can I follow up uh, Rod Stewart and Casey and the Sunshine Band? <sighs> Who's playing close that's got to be over the age of uh, 66? Is it bad that I didn't know the name of the band? Like, when you say the name, it doesn't ring a bell. But when you say some of the songs, I'm like, oh, yeah, damn, yeah. That, that old group. Yeah. Just as long as you don't start uh, singing them. That was not good. Yeah, I'm not known for my singing. All right, uh, what do we got coming up tomorrow? We got uh, Gus Kattengill for his uh, weekly visit. We got uh, Eric Conkle, Louisiana Tech's head coach. And, of course, uh, your calls, your texts coming up tomorrow. We'll come up with another idea or two. Hopefully, and we'll please hit us up with some ideas for Top Ten Thursday. Um, you know, we got a great last two times we've had great ideas and turned out to be pretty good lists. So uh, Richie weighed in on the text line with your movie. Oh, uh, Richie said Black Panther was good, but it's not great. Fourth best in MCU star. You know, there's like 20 MCU films, so that's actually pretty good, Richie. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I thought the story was great. Thank uh, Jack Fidpin for joining us and Nick White today. Coming up next. The Edge with Terry Walters. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.